friends, good morning. The video of our worship which follows was taken before we heard of the death of the Duke of Edinburgh, Prince Philip. It is with sadness that many people across our land and indeed across the world mourn the man of somebody who served God and the realm so effectively. We give thanks for his life of strength and light and wisdom. And we pray for all of those who will miss him the most. We pray for the Queen, for Prince Charles and his family, for Princess Anne and her family, for Prince Andrew and his family, and Prince Edward and his family. For all throughout the world and in the Commonwealth, for those impacted by his death, we pray for God's peace which passes understanding. Let us pray. A gracious God, we give thanks for the long life of Prince Philip, for all that he has contributed to our nation and beyond, and for his support of our Queen. We pray that he will be at rest, trusting in the grace of God. Giving thanks for the life and service of Prince Philip, we pray for all who mourn, that they may know the tenderness and peace of God in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Friends, we hold a minute's silence. Thanks be to God, and in his name. Amen. The National Anthem.
welcome to our Methodist podcast for Ellesmere Port. I'm John Yaxley. You are really welcome here. Whether you are passionately excited about following Jesus, whether you are struggling with your faith a bit, or whether you are wondering whether Jesus really lived on earth and what it could possibly mean for you. This podcast is for all. A few words of prayer shall we pray. Thank you Jesus for this new day. Thank you that you love each one of us more than we could possibly realise or imagine. Whoever we are, whatever we have done or whatever we may be thinking of doing, thank you that today we can worship you and praise you together. We ask that you bless us today, that you use us to bless others, and to bless you. Amen. We will now sing the song or hymn, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. This is a bit, this is a bit like welcoming Jesus into each of our lives.
Psalm 133. How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down upon the collar of his robes. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life for evermore. As I have done before and probably will do again, I invite you to get yourself a notes pad or a piece of paper and a pen or pencil, just in case you might use that uh, to write something down. I want us uh, to start thinking about porridge. Whether you spell that word P-O-R-A-G-E or P-O-R-R-I-D-G-E. I'm not speaking about porridge, the television series with Ronnie Barker, which many of you will probably have watched or have enjoyed. I'm thinking simply about the way we might prepare a bowl of porridge. And as I see it, there are two ways in which we might do this. My porridge is made nearly every morning by taking a saucepan, a pinch of salt, a measured amount of porridge in a mug and milk in a mug. It's then simmering very slowly on the hob over perhaps up to 10 or 11 minutes. I stir it, I watch it and gradually it cooks away. Liz, my wife, will usually make porridge in the microwave. That's a far quicker affair, taking a bowl, again a measured amount of porridge and milk, and I think around 30 seconds in the microwave. So you can see that these two things are quite different. One is almost instant, the other is very much about process two different ways to cook porridge. I'm sure there's other ways too, but those are the two I know about. One is fast and convenient, the other a bit more time consuming. And I must admit, being a, per a person who's lacking in patience, that sometimes I wonder just when my porridge will be ready to eat. In fact, I'm just anticipating it now although it's nearer a tea time with a cooked evening meal than it is breakfast time. My reason for telling you or saying all this is because I think that does relate quite quickly to the Christian faith and actually life in general. Some things come along and connect with us instantly, quickly, in a very powerful and obvious way. Other things simmer away in our lives. There's not perhaps an immediate connection. These things could be anything. A new job, a relationship, a person. Big wow moments. Slow things that happen 
in our lives that, that are actually just as powerful and just as important. It's not like one thing is any better than the other. They're just different. Maybe this year something of the Easter story has really impacted you. Perhaps for the first time you have realised powerfully that Jesus loves you and died for you. Maybe you are searching for hope in life and gradually considering who Jesus might be and who he is for you. And you could be a Christian person of many years, living and following Jesus for a long time. There are things about the Christian faith which impact us slowly and things that touch us instantly. We will now sing the hymn, When We Walk with the Lord, often known as Trust and Obey.
Bible reading from the book of Acts, chapter 3, sorry, chapter 4, reading from verse 3 through to 21. They seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. But many who heard the message believed, so the number of men who believed grew to about 5,000. The next day, the rulers, the elders and the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there, and so were Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and others of the high priest's family. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. By what power or what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel. It is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone new builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realised that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. But since they could not see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin and then conferred together. What are we going to do with these men? they asked. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows they have performed a notable sign and we cannot deny it. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn them to speak no longer to anyone in this name. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to him? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. After further threats, they let them go, but they could not decide how to punish them because all the people were praising God for what had happened. For the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old. We will now sing the song, One More Step Along the World I go, a song which helps us uh, to think about the way that we journey life with Jesus alongside us. Right. 
how's it going? Did you write anything down on your piece of paper? Have you been encouraged or inspired by something on this podcast? Or totally uninspired? I wonder. It's very easy for any leader, I suggest, uh, making a speech, giving a sermon, to kind of make out that they have life totally worked out, that they're very knowledgeable. There are quite strong temptations uh, to do that, at least in my experience. So let me make it very clear that I'm very human, fallible, and have made many mistakes in life. I have sought to follow Jesus though, and I am a fellow journey person with you seeking to make sense of life. I hope that helps you understand me a little bit better and what I will say uh, today. Now it can be said that the book of Acts covers a time when Jesus left earth and went up to heaven. A period when the Holy Spirit came powerfully upon Jesus' disciples after 50 days. This is remembered as Pentecost. And where the good news of Jesus spread powerfully um, and those who followed Jesus were in great danger. Danger of imprisonment and quite possibly death. The book of Acts also tells us a lot of two people. Peter who we've heard about today, and later on Paul. These two men had lives that were totally changed. All of what I've just said about the books of Acts is true, but I want to refine it down to this one verse from chapter 4, verse 13. Let's read it again. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realised that they were unschooled, ordinary men. They were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. I cannot honestly say that this particular verse jumped out as I read through Acts chapter 4 in preparation for this message. It was a bit more like the porridge I was making in the saucepan. Slowly it has distilled and simmered and begun to mean more and more to me. Especially the words they took note that these men had been with Jesus. What would these men have seen and experienced from Jesus? They would have seen him teaching with authority. They would have seen people being healed miraculously. They would have heard Jesus claiming to be God. They would have seen his wisdom lived out. Humility and sacrifice. I nearly forgot to mention love. The men were unschooled and ordinary, but they had courage. 
the courage that is especially shown by Peter saying to the crowds that they were responsible for Jesus' death on the cross. By saying that, by stating that, Peter put his lives and the lives of others, other disciples, other followers at risk. But these are changed people because the Holy Spirit has filled their lives powerfully and suddenly, more like the instant microwave porridge. Now we can read about these events in Acts chapter 2. These things encourage me. Much about me seems to be quite ordinary and everyday life. Perhaps Jesus' followers, I'm thinking now of Peter and John, who we read about this morning, were instantly attracted to him, attracted to him, like the microwave porridge. Readings from the Bible early on tell us that they were fishermen and they quickly followed Jesus when he called them from their boats and nets. There was something powerfully, uh, like a powerful dynamic happening or going on. Although that doesn't mean their lives were instantly or dramatically changed at this point. Maybe others who followed Jesus were slowly drawn to him. Gradually they got to know what he was like and saw what he, what he did as he taught, healed and loved people. The disciples were different and courageous people. What about us? What about us? What has been our experience in the past and what is it today? If we are Christians, followers of Jesus, how are we with Jesus today? So here's a couple of quotes which might be helpful. The first one, life without Jesus is like an unsharpened pencil. It has no point. This informs us, I think, that life with Jesus always has purpose, meaning, or if you like, a point to it. The second one by Stephen J. Lawrence. No one goes to heaven by parroting a prayer, being baptised, or joining a church but by believing in Jesus Christ with humble submission. The second quote uh, guides us to realise the importance of that walk of faith, that relationship with Jesus that is lived out as a life of obedience. I suppose I've always loved food. On the farmhouse in Norfolk where I grew up, there were always three good meals on the tables. Regular meals, substantial meals, and porridge was only once a week on a Sunday. I have laughed several times recently when healthcare professionals have asked me about my appetite. That's because I had chemotherapy for prostate cancer some months ago.
Mr. Yaxley or John, did you um, lose a sense of taste? Yes. Was your mouth sore? Yes. Did you lose your appetite? No. I kept eating well. I always enjoy eating. Back to the verse from Acts chapter 4 verse 13. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realised that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. People were amazed at the courage of Peter and John. What Peter and John were, were doing what they were saying put them and others at much risk of imprisonment and possibly death. This is something, uh, there is something about being with Jesus which changes people forever. A joy, a courage, a changed life, a life always with a point or purpose. A good question for us today who call ourselves Christians is have we, are we really with Jesus? Not just when did you come to faith but what or what's been happening in your life the 12 months of the pandemic if you like. But what is happening today in your life? regarding Jesus. Alright, we cannot physically be with Jesus. Listen to him, travel with him, eat with him, like people did during his three years of ministry on earth. But we can know his presence powerfully, strongly, as we pray, do life, meet others, Go about daily life with its very ordinary tasks. He is with us now because he sent his Holy Spirit, the very person of God, after he left earth and went up to heaven. Whether you are a Christian person today or not, you possibly know of the book, Practicing the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence, a monk I believe. This book informs us of a spiritual exercise that challenges, challenges us to remain focused on God doing everyday and ordinary tasks or chores, practicing the presence of God. I cannot explain to you really or prove to you that God is with us. I said earlier I'm a fellow journey person. I don't have it all worked out by any means. What I would say is that I have seen people and known people who have had their lives radically changed by meeting Jesus people who have found courage to live lives of Christian faith in dangerous places like Muslim 
countries. Maybe they came to faith dramatically or slowly over time. I wonder as you listen in today or this morning which experience would be yours. That experience of quickly, instantly coming to faith. Or over a period of time. Or you might say both. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realised that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. In Acts chapter 2 we read of around 3,000 people being added to the Christian faith. In Acts chapter 4, which we have considered mainly in this message today, the, quick, the number quickly grew to 5,000. These figures are statistics of men only. It should be remembered that women and children didn't carry that much significance uh, in the culture of the time. These are large numbers of people. Again, I can't comment on whether these people were instantly attracted to Jesus and came to faith that way, or were those who were gradually or over a period of time who came into the Christian faith. The thing that matters is that they did come to faith and God was powerfully at work in their lives. So in conclusion today, where do we stand in relation to what we've heard today? How does it resonate or connect with us? Is there anything that we may have written down? Are we those who are searching and seeking faith and wanting to know who Jesus really is for us today? Then I point you to another book in the Bible, the book of John chapter 3 and verse 16, which reads like this, For God so loved the world, that's everyone, that he gave his one and only Son, that's Jesus, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. This is the message of Easter, which has re recently been celebrated right across the world. Jesus wants to save you and live in you today. If you have any questions about that, please feel free to con contact anyone in leadership in the Ellesmere Port Methodist Church or a Christian person you may know.
are we people who have become uh, have been Christians for a long time but maybe finding faith and life difficult and tough I point you to the same Bible verse today I steer you to reconsidering God's love for you shown in the life death and resurrection of Jesus and I challenge you and I challenge myself are we people demonstrating and showing to people around us that we are different from those who don't believe that we have courage to speak out and we have real and amazing hope of heaven in our lives whether we get an instant experience of joy or something far more gradual I pray that God breaks through in your life and gives you courage to live for him I believe the people around us in these strange and seemingly hopeless times need to see that and hear that in us when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled ordinary men they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus thank you for this time with you and thank you for listening and there's some prayers shall we pray together Father God Lord of all creation and Lord of everything we experience and know in this life thank you for this time of praise and worship together we adore you we love you responding to your love for us thank you that Jesus overcame death and sin and that by trusting him and living for him we know certain hope of life with him one day and thank you for Jesus power at work in our lives today we confess our times of thinking only of ourselves at the expense of others we confess our doubts and disappointments at the expense of trusting you fully and living fully for you each day thank you that you forgive us and strengthen us to move on we pray for your world where there is pain injustice anger fear and bereavement we pray for your comfort upon all affected in these ways we think of all working in healthcare and education at this time and ask that you protect them and encourage them we remember those who are wondering today who Jesus really is 
and ask that you reveal yourself to them. Bringing healing, hope and justice. We think of all those in different levels of leadership, praying that you will give wisdom and guidance, especially through this time of pandemic. We pray for ourselves, recognising that we need you every day and moment of our lives. Amen. We will now sing the hymn, Lord, I come to you.
now for a closing prayer. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen. <laughs>